This is Team Time, your weekly Q&A session to building better teams and leadership practices. This series of episodes is part of the Better Teams podcast, hosted by me, Vincent, and Max. Thank you for being here with us. Have a good listening. Hi, Maxim. Hey, Vincent. Hi, everybody. Uh, this week, I would like to talk about commitment. Uh, and more specifically, I would like us to address a question Uh, that we get quite often on the internet and also from newly appointed managers coming in and coming into um, our sessions, first time leading teams every Friday. Uh, and the question is how to strengthen a sense of commitment uh, in the team. I thought maybe we could start by defining commitment. I would be interested to, interested to know what is your definition of commitment. You have been a manager for uh, more than 10 years uh, in various industries leading different teams. Uh, so what did you expect from a team? Like how did you see commitment uh, what is your definition of commitment well i think commitment is indeed something which comes back very often unfortunately we don't really look at the root cause of that so it's always a commitment towards something right it's a bit like in um like in marriage right you're committed to your to your spouse right and on teams we say oh yeah this team is lacking commitment but commitment towards what and very often this feeling that there is a lack of commitment is because the team doesn't know what to commit to you know the <laughs> the goal is not clear you know so there's a lack of clarity and because there's a lack of clarity then it's difficult to really get any any kind of buy-in from the team because they don't know what they are buying into yeah i think in general it's not so much uh, a lack of commitment i think it's more a lack of uh, of clarity on what the team should commit to you know mm -hmm. so yeah i think that's uh, that's why it's it's a fairly misunderstood concept i think a lot of uh, mm. a lot of managers are complaining about that because in their mind, uh, the goal is clear, you know, they explained it maybe once, maybe yeah. twice. And uh, yeah, that's so that that should be clear, you know, but yeah. it's not, it's not. And it's uh, sometimes it's interpreted differently. If you would, you know, without going into a very big commitment towards a company vision, you know, which is something much more long term, mm -hmm. if you take technical teams, which are typically the kind of teams um, we hear about in our first time leading team sessions. Yeah. Well, you know, they often use um, agile frameworks like Scrum, for instance. So essentially you commit for the next two weeks on something that you want to deliver mm -hmm. as an engineering team. So to a part of a product that you want to deliver. We say, okay, is the team committed to the sprint goals? Yeah. Well, more often than not, when the sprint goals are not being met, it's also because they were not clear. Mm -hmm. So the team members they're not always clear on what they should be focusing on you know what should be yep. getting the the right um yeah the right focus and essentially uh, also what is the priority of what over what mm -hmm. so it's always it's always something like this you know of course they can have technical issues there can be all kind of reasons right you know i'm making kind yeah. of a generality here but um often it's difficult to commit to something you don't understand you know and yeah, i think uh you know i'm sorry if i take again the um the example of uh, of a marriage i mean you know what you're committing to right that's pretty clear i guess so it's easier <laughs> <laughs> on the contract yes okay okay yeah no but i mean you know it's uh it's fairly well explained right mm -hmm. <laughs> of course everybody has their own interpretation unfortunately yeah but i mean it's uh yeah it's fairly clear right so it's easier to commit to that Okay. But uh, when, when an objective is not clear, then, yeah, I mean, how do you do that, you know? So if commitment is about being clear and bringing this clarity to the team, then I have to ask, what is this 
clarity how do you bring clarity because you, you mentioned uh, an example of a manager saying okay the goal is clear i explain it to you it's clear what you have to do is clear um so when you have a manager like this what do you do and how do you make sure that it's actually really clear for everybody what does it mean you know we talk for instance about concept like diversity of thoughts right people yeah. understand things differently you know given the same information in the same language in the same format whatever people will understand it differently. So I think it's very, very important that um, a manager ask each um, member of the team to also rephrase what is the objective, okay? Do we all understand what we are trying to achieve here? Mm-hmm. And define those sub-objectives, sub-goals together, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, it's really key into, uh, into creating a commitment because, you know, people need to understand what they are committing to. So um, I think that that's, uh, that's one of the very big things. So it's a proper cascading of this message, you know, coming from the top management all the way to the individual contributors, you know. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a message can be diluted as it goes down to the different levels. I think that's, uh, that's, very, that's a very key element, you know, to, um, to, make, to give that clarity, you know. Yeah. Also, if you look at things like, uh, like deadlines, for instance, deadlines have to be clear and then you know what you're committing to, you know. More often than not, you know, you hear, okay, again, if you take the example of a technical team, um, okay, we've committed to this or that, you know, and then something is not happening, it's not delivered, okay, what happened, you know. And then what you understand is that either they didn't understand what they were supposed to deliver by that time, so they made their own interpretation, or it wasn't clear at all what they were supposed to deliver altogether, you know. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, clarity is very, very important. It's a really interesting um, method or technique, what you said, like just asking people to rephrase, to say what they understood. Uh, and I remember once I was there when you explained it and uh, somebody said that people might feel offended if you do that. Or how do you do that without offending people, which is without implying that they did not understand or without treating people like children in a way mm-hmm. well i mean it depends on the relationship you have with the team of course but i think uh if you really explain it as uh okay guys i really want you to understand what you're committing to so you know would you please rephrase it in your own terms so that we all know what we've committed to and i think that way you know it would be seen as uh okay they're not trying to twist my arm into something you know it's uh yeah. my manager is not trying to to trick me you know yeah i think i think that would be a way i mean I, i've never had that really that that situation where really someone uh, you know looked offended by that yeah but i mean okay it has to do with also personal style and, and relationship you have with your team right mm. but it's uh i think it's important to explain um the reason why i'm asking you to to rephrase is really to make sure we all understand the same thing yeah. so that you know we can hold each other accountable because that's very important right yeah Uh, if the sense of commitment is not there, you know, I mean, how, you know, and if we don't understand what we are committing to, how can we hold each other accountable? Because Mm -hmm. we are looking at different things. Mm -hmm. So this is like, um, would be a huge source of conflict. And I'm not talking about constructive conflict here, you know, I'm talking about the destructive kind. Yeah, that is also a discussion I think we need to have uh, around conflict and what is positive, what is negative. Coming back to commitment. So we went from uh, commitment to clarity and from what you spoke, previously said from one of the things you said uh, you mentioned IT teams technical teams saying that they work in sprints a very short time like two weeks four weeks of working uh, in the product uh, development and I was wondering so if commitment is linked to the length or the, um, the scope of your work is it a danger is it dangerous for commitment or an enemy of commitment to work 
uh, too long to work on too big project uh, or too broad uh, and the scope is too large well again it's uh, it's about clarity so if you you know if you cut it into pieces you know that you can commit to that are clear then it's all fine you know i mean you know it's uh when you have a mission like uh, i don't know if you look back into uh, the americans going to the moon you know and the goal was to go to the moon right but just saying it like this okay <laughs> how can you commit to uh, to making it happen you know i think individual contributors and teams you know they were all committing to their part of the work and i think mm -hmm. that's uh that's very important to cut it into chunks that you can understand that you can rephrase that you can have real buy-in in you know yeah. because if you can't buy into the into the this thing which is um which is required you know this shared goal then you know how can you yeah, commit to it at the same time and i'm, I'm going to push you a little bit on this mm -hmm. because your example is really interesting on pe American go people going to the moon uh, don't you think that just that when you say because of the um, thrill and because of the communication that was made people going to the moon was in itself even like, it's big yes but it was in itself enough to to create that sense of commitment and by that I'm, I'm more thinking in terms of Uh, communication or monitoring if by developing the right a powerful communication you can you cannot just you cannot create that strong commitment that yes we want to go to the moon it's the next big thing to do can it can it work in companies as well and, and generate really strong and long-lasting commitment well i think it's two different things i mean you know of course when we tell you okay you're going to work on something which will eventually bring people to the moon that's exciting right so you get energy from that It doesn't mean that you commit to it, you know. You basically only have energy from it, which is a, an essential element to to your commitment towards the the final goal. But this is not enough, right? So mm -hmm. that's why um, getting energy from your work is super important, and that's really one key element of uh, of employee commitment in general. You know, if you generalize what commitment is, mm -hmm. but it's not enough. It's just one part. Just uh, if Kennedy would have said, "Yeah, I'm going to throw a lot of money on the table and let's go to the moon," and if this was enough, then <laughs> I don't think they would have made it there, you know. It's uh, it's yeah. just no. You need to you need to break this thing into pieces so that people understand what they what they commit to. Mm. But that that's really, I mean, that's really what's missing the most in when companies, you know, we say, oh, how come our workforce is so disengaged and why is this and that and yeah very very often it's because people you know they don't see what they are contributing to you know mm. it's a big thing you know it's it's it seems very remote and how do we you know how do we contribute yeah. to that you know what is my role in that how do i fit in you know where is yeah. the challenge you know so you know when we talk about the concept of flow right where people need to be um you know in the right in i would say right in the middle but they will they need to be kept in this kind of um flow curve you know between boredom and and, uh, and being overwhelmed you know what mm -hmm. i mean so yeah. you need to you need to find a way to really fit into that i think things like clear company objectives getting the right energy from work fitting in and having enough challenge i think these are really key ingredients for a really committed employee yeah but again committed to what that's why the first one is very important the clear company objectives Or the yeah. clear project objectives, or the clear team objectives, but mm -hmm. I mean, all of these things are cascading from the from the company objectives. Yeah, yeah, that's actually something I was um, thinking about. This thing that when we say and when we have when we have the question like how to strengthen the sense of commitment, I tend to think like like you said, huh? shouldn't we re reverse the question and instead of saying that we want to strengthen the sense of commitment, uh, maybe we should focus on making making commitment meaningful, like bringing bringing some meaning, some sense into the commitment. Because uh, like you said, I think it's 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 missing a lot, and this is why we read 
so many um, articles online saying that yeah people are disengaged or that there is a lack of um, deeper mission for the company or meaning for the every employee's um, work yeah you are listening to the better teams podcast thank you i hope you enjoy it did you know that my co-host max is very active on youtube He produces weekly videos to share practical content for first-time leaders directly from his extensive experience. If you like to discuss management and leadership topics, you should definitely check it out. Go to Max Castera on YouTube after this episode, of course. But for now, let's go back to our conversation. So from what I understand, uh, clarity is really the key element uh, to create commitment. Well, clarity is for sure one key element. I mean, if you're lucky enough to be in an organization which is very clear on the objectives and has been able to cut them down into, let's say, um, chunks, you know, on sub goals that uh, any team can address, that's already fantastic. I mean, this already so many companies are, are struggling, but it's not enough. Uh, it's not enough to have a clear, to have a clear goal and have a, a clear company objective. It's also very important to get the buy-in from people. You know, because it's not because you understand something very well and all of your colleagues understand it the same way mm. that you're going to buy into it. You know, there can be many reasons why you don't want to buy into something. And um, for instance, it could be like, um, you know, the risk seems too high, you know, mm -hmm. or it's not possible to move in the right direction because we cannot come up with a decision in that because it's uh, we don't have enough information about the topic although we know where we want to go there's not enough information on, on, on the how you know how we're going to get there mm -hmm. so I think it's very important and that's uh, that's a topic that uh, Patrick Lencioni the, um, the author of uh, the five dysfunction of the team yeah great said book. very well yeah it's a great book as well yeah uh, In his book, you know, he's really talking about uh, a bunch of techniques that you can use to um, to ease the pain in that direction. Mm. And one of them is very, very interesting, is to really to to teach your team about worst case scenario analysis, for instance. You know, okay. to really help them, you know, understand that the impact of certain things is not as bad as we think, Because often you can end up in some kind of a decision lock because you don't know how to move forward. So although it's clear where you want to go, the how is blocking you. So it's difficult for you to commit to it because you just don't know how, right? Mm. Or you think there, there's going to be so many obstacles uh, along the way. So you refuse to commit, you know, and you kind of, you know, enter in some kind of a deadlock of discussions. Mm. So really explaining, you know, coaching your team in understanding, you know, how to or to analyze worst case scenario, there are many techniques for that, huh? um, and how to build up, you know, contingency plans, you know, so, okay, if this doesn't work out this way, then we can try this, 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 mm -hmm. this way, people will feel less reluctant, you know, they will be more likely to commit and say, okay, well, we are willing to commit to that objective because we know we have different ways to, to attain it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. And so it's a, I think that's a very, um, Yeah, it's a it's a very interesting technique, I think. And um, another one that Lencioni is talking about is the low risk exposure therapy. So here it's really a big summary, right? But it's um, the idea is also that uh, the team learn how to decide fast on things which have very little impact, so that you can move on rather quickly, you know, mm. with uh, incomplete information, but in the same time low low impact, you know. And I think that's very important because. If the team is not capable of doing that, then again they're gonna get stuck in. They, they're gonna get locked into uh, 
an endless loop of discussion. Yeah. And eventually you will never get that buy-in. Although it was very clear what you were trying to achieve. As a manager, you've communicated the information really well. Everyone understood. Still, you know, they are not clear on the how and they are locked in the how. And the problem is that if the team is locked in the how and they cannot commit, well, you know, you may as well have them commit on something they don't understand because the result yeah. will be the same. You cannot deliver. So see what I mean? It's, yeah. um, I think that's the other side of the coin. So clarity plus buy-in essentially will give you a commitment for something. Yeah. And if I get you right, buying buying is mainly about uh, reassuring, like making sure that your um, team members are prepared for worst case scenarios and, and making sure that they uh, can speed up uh, with um, unnecessary or not, not important items. That's it. Well, yeah, when I, when I say speed up, it's more about, okay, they shouldn't get locked into that, you know, because uh, if they need to know all the facts before they are willing to, to buy into the goal and therefore commit to the goal, then it might never happen, right? So you need yep. to teach your team how to analyze that. And I mean, a typical situation is what you have in a sprint. Uh, if again, I use the, the situation of a technical team yep. in what we call um, a sprint refinement so it's, or, pro, or backlog refinement, sorry. Um, essentially, you're looking at the work which is to be done huh, for the product. Mm -hmm. So work which has already been prioritized. And essentially, you're looking at um, how much work and uh, is required basically how much time is this going to take so you need to analyze things but if you analyze it forever and it takes you two weeks just to analyze something then it's just not working right so you need to teach your team how to be able to to commit and and to buy into um, a sprint goal without having to you know know every single details right so it's a it's a fine line right it's difficult to to balance mm -hmm. that but it's very important to coach your team in that direction and here again this is a, i'm talking about a scrum team but you know it would be the the same for uh, for any kind of uh of business team right who has mm. to decide on something you know it can be you know someone working on on marketing on packaging or stuff like that which color is the best or you know yeah. you know you can debate forever right you know? yeah but maybe the impact of that color is nothing you know yeah. yeah 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 so actually it's it's really about coaching people i mean you you don't uh you don't get commit you don't just get commitment you mm -hmm. keep people on being committed right but uh, it's all related as well in in the kind of culture you have in the company right i mean if people you know if there is a culture of fear and sanctions all the time, I mean, people will be very reluctant to commit to anything. I mean, that, that's clear, right? Yeah. Even if the goal is clear, even if they know how to do it, they might not take the risk, right? So it all comes back to that, you know, how much psychological safety do you have in the team? Mm. But that's, uh, I mean, that's an entire topic as well. Huh? I mean, yeah. Yeah. But it means that, okay, you have to value, I mean, maybe not value, but at least accept, uh, failures and experiments and mistakes right that's what well, you absolutely said. absolutely yeah. i mean you, you cannot you know you cannot coach your team into making decisions without all the facts without uh without accepting uh, a certain amount of uh, of mistakes right mm. so yeah but I'm, I'm saying that because i kind of feel like in many 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 places especially prob mainly probably i don't know if it's just a, a startup thing or or new myth but uh that commitment like having people driven is synonym of high high performance and and therefore it's synonym of success uh, as if you never, you never yeah uh, honestly i mean there are a lot of companies who are going nowhere really fast right mm. yeah so <laughs> no but it's that's the thing right you know uh it's that's the problem huh? yeah I mean, 
So it's I think it's very important that uh, everyone understand, you know, everyone understand where we are going, you know, mm. and that they yeah. feel that they can really contribute, so that they really buy into that. I think that this is really missing indeed in a lot of companies, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah. Is laying the foundation of commitment or maintaining commitment over time is it different when you work uh, remotely i don't think so i mean it's difficult it's more difficult maybe to if you set a new objective from a distance yeah i mean that's that's a bit complex right mm-hmm. if you're just executing it's no problem i mean mm-hmm. essentially if the clarity was there you know it remains there yeah if you need to um to bring clarity on a new goal and your team is remote and you're, you're yourself remote, huh? and like in this uh, situation, mm-hmm. in our current situation, you're going to have to spend even more time on making sure everyone understands the same thing, you know, that uh, every single person in the team understands, you know, what are we trying to achieve here. And uh, when it comes to decomposition of the work, you know, things like this, to make sure that uh, there is the right buy-in, then it means uh, it's going to be a lot more discussions, right? You know, yeah. to make sure that uh but okay i don't i don't think it's especially i don't think it's especially difficult mm-hmm. um i just think you need to be more careful you know you need to ask more questions but it's um yeah especially also if there is a cultural element to it and i'm not talking about company culture but it's a really uh you know if you have colleagues from different continents um they might not voice their opinion the same way mm-hmm. you know sometimes you need to invite people to um to comment and but that's again another topic right but yeah otherwise um, they don't talk huh? that's it in, in, some some, culture, yeah, yeah. in some culture it's the case yeah in some culture it's the case and have uh, of course uh, great uh, things to bring to the conversation but uh, <laughs> you will you will need to invite them to that and that's yeah. okay that's fair i think it's just about understanding that and um so i i mean my only hope for this uh difficult situation that everyone is in now is the covid 19 yeah. is that people will kind of take new habit of asking more questions <laughs> yeah because of the distance you know and maybe feel a bit more in the shoe of uh, of a typical remote teams you know because when an entire uh, company is located at the headquarter and there's a division or uh, a subcontractor who's based in another country far away it's difficult to to be in their shoes right yeah. just to feel in their shoes so i think um, my big hope is that you know that uh, out of this uh, situation people will understand more how it feels not to be directly included or asking more, you know the need to ask more questions yeah, no, because I'm thinking, of course, I'm, uh, like now with the crisis, with the COVID-19, uh, a lot of managers uh, can feel kind of afraid, maybe even more than that, because they lost, they feel like they lost track of their team members or the mm-hmm. people they work with. So the essentially, they are just wondering, like, are, are they still committed? Uh, and uh, it can lead, I think, to many um, problems or many uh sometimes negative behaviors but i think what Mm -hmm. you said is interesting if i can sum up is uh uh, if you are these days kind of afraid that your colleagues might not be committed anymore or you or you are one of these colleagues i don't know uh, seek for clarity ask questions uh, reassess what uh, what needs to be reassessed in terms of goals and uh, objectives what you really want to do increase the buy-in i guess you need to increase it even more when you don't mm-hmm. see people face yeah, absolutely yeah. absolutely i mean i think honestly this is the only question a manager should ask every morning or every you know whenever you have your daily stand-up huh? if you're involved as a manager in that it's okay are we still clear on the goal here i mean this yeah. should be the only thing and is there something blocking you to make it happen 
and then you so on one side you increase the buy-in and on the other side you increase the clarity just to be clear for everybody a, um, a daily stand-up is just a daily daily or weekly i mean just a, a regular meeting that you have with your team uh to make sure that it's a short time 15 minutes maximum usually uh, and you ensure that your team can say what they are working on what they still have to do and what impediments uh, especially what impediments yeah. they have in front of them so that you as a manager can help uh, and you can remove these impediments well actually as a team even huh? as a team yeah, a manager yeah. is not really mandatory in that discussion but sure, it's yeah. i think as a team you know how can you help your colleagues so basically hearing what's blocking your colleagues at that moment but i think it's also just as important to mention to your colleagues okay i may be blocking you today with what i'm about to do yeah you know And that's, I think that's very important, especially for uh, for teams working on the same product, for instance, if it's a technical team. But again, I think all of this you can transpose to any uh, any type of, uh, of job, you know, where uh, multiple people are required to make something happen. So, yeah, I think it's really like that. Uh, always, as a manager, always make sure that uh, the clarity and the buy-in is there and you will get commitment. Okay, great. Thank you, Maxime. You're welcome. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you like this podcast, uh, please give it a good review. You can leave a comment, ask us questions uh, regarding team building, team development, uh, and we will address them uh, in the next episode. You can also follow the Team Pitfalls page on LinkedIn. We publish content every day regarding team development and leadership. And again, comments are more than welcome. Please interact with us. Thank you for listening. See you in the next episode.